This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. As far as the team is concerned, bottom line, we're 3-2, and two, week 6. You know, a lot of these interim head coach deals over the years, it's like week 15 and guys are already packing their bags. That's not the case here. All of our goals are ahead of us. Three and two, one game out of the AFC lead. The focus has got to be on Denver. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook right here on the BetQL Network. The voice there. Of Mike Mayak. Mike's trying to scare me out of my Raiders under seven and a half win total. He's not going to do it. He could he could talk tough all he wants. Let's jump to some NFL games that we like for week number six here. Joe, I know you wanted to touch on the uh, the Raiders, Mike Mayock and, and his Raiders traveling to Denver on Sunday. Three and a half point underdogs divisional game against the uh, Denver Broncos here. Are you are you on the Raiders side? Are you are you fading? Are you with Mayock? Don't overreact. We got we got a whole season in front of us here. Everything's gonna be a okay. It is interesting to hear from that guy because some would criticize him with his drafts and they maybe they didn't capitalize off the Khalil Mack trade as much as they should have. And you know people love the hire at the time. And what has Mayock really done aside from the Raiders hanging around a 500 team, not in the mix of the postseason and the tougher conference, but. Think about his perspective. This is a guy that quit TV. He was uh, paid handsomely to do it. People loved his work. He made his move to the NFL, goes to the NFL, and then they bring in a head coach who's making so much more money than him. And with that money comes the power. So Mayock was a powerless GM, and he was taking all the blame. Now Gruden's out. So now the power shifts over to Mayock. So I thought it was pretty interesting to hear from him. I haven't heard any Mayock quotes in years and years because it was all about Gruden. Yeah, so we're sitting here. Uh, we're still at three and a half, right? Because that hook is pretty big. Uh, I believe I believe we are. And I, I thought it would be 100%. All the chatter would be about taking Denver at home earlier in the year as a, as a short favorite. And it seems more split. I think the majority of the public is going to be on Denver. We're going to fade the Raiders. But I'm hearing a lot of stronger cases being made for the Raiders. And I was doing that very early on in the week. I mean, the look ahead on this was two and a half. It opens three. And and we went to three and a half. And we're still sitting at three and a half. And I don't think missing Gruden is going to hurt them as much as some would get venture to guess like we don't really know because they were missing their play caller too by the way how is that offense looking over the last couple of weeks it looked great to start just like last Mm -hmm. year but over the last couple of weeks a lot of issues i don't know how much we count this past sunday was it more about a bears defense which is a top five according to dvoa or was about is it about all the turmoil going on in that locker room and nobody trusting gruden are they going to rally around the fact that the team moved on very early in the week on Monday night. I, I, I'm I not 
knocking the Raiders on this. I'm getting three and a half. I think it's a little bit more than what we should be getting. So I, I think there's value there. I think they're they're going to bounce back. And they don't have much of a rushing offense. Big deal. Who cares this day and age? You're not going to run on the Broncos anyways. And on the Denver side, I hate the way that Teddy Bridgewater has looked over the last couple of weeks. I know a couple weeks ago he was dealing with the concussion, but before that, he didn't look good. He was healthy enough to play last week. Terrible. I know it was a tough matchup at Pittsburgh. That's always going to be the case, but not very good. And I like some of the talent this Raiders defense actually has here. Uh, they do have some guys that could be uh, studs for a very long time in both the secondary and uh, the defensive line with Crosby, constant pressure on opposing quarterbacks. He was coming after Justin Fields all week long, and he's uh, near the tops in the league. So long way of saying, I like the Raiders plus three and a half. Yeah, the hook is is significant there. Um, it feels like a field goal kind of game, assuming the Raiders are come to play and, and they they rally around Mike Mayock and their new coach and all that, and they and they're focused. I, I think it's a field goal kind of game, so I, I'm with you that there's there's value there on the Raiders and for the Broncos. I I will say this this feels like a week where if they don't win this game and the covers you know different than winning the game. That, and the, the beginning of the season, they and the Panthers, isn't this a big week for both those teams to show the beginning of this season was not a waste of time, wasn't just make-believe? Because they both could fall to 3-3. Three and three. The Panthers lost two in a row after 3-0. and oh. The Broncos lost two in a row after 3-0. and oh. I mean, this is the week where it's like, oh, that was a waste of time. But if they win, they're firmly entrenched in this and race. The Raiders. That's a fun game. And the Raiders. Yeah. So and the Raiders. De- Derek Carr did say, we're talking about losing the play caller, that it was – jarring not having him in his ear he was so used to hearing Gruden in his ear um so that'll Mm -hmm. be interesting to see how he adjusts I was thinking about maybe live betting this game do they rally are they up for this game or how do they come out in the first quarter maybe holding off and doing a little live betting action I think that's a good angle I do because they could sleepwalk through this game be completely unprepared just consumed by all the everything going on uh with the team like the the players are being asked yesterday so it goes from the Gruden's the entire story and now yet now yesterday Nassib took a personal day now they're going around the locker room yes. asking what do you think about your teammate taking a personal day day in the middle of game week and all this stuff so it's just one thing after another so I understand mm-hmm. why uh, many people are making the case and, for Denver and I was gonna say I think I said it uh, the other day I want to see what the narrative is coming out but now you know I do understand how the media works all the questions are about the situation it's not about how are you game planning really i mean and no. if those questions are being asked it's not the headlines so it's just so hard for me to tell which direction this is going yeah the one thing i think helps the raiders here it's a familiar opponent right this is a distracting week you have a new play caller right there's a lot of new and they get to play a team they know very well right the Derek carr is not going to be fooled by what he sees he's faced fangio before he's faced this broncos defense i think that helps the raiders a little bit if they're playing a team like the nfc they got to really figure out who they are. They haven't seen them in four years. That might be a little bit different. So I, I like the play on the uh, the Raiders plus the three and a half. Aaron, what game do you want to throw out? What, what game do you have your eye on? Yeah, so Dallas Cowboys minus three and a half at the Patriots. Um, this was at minus four. The Pats covered as home dogs in a 1917 loss to the Bucks just a couple of weeks ago in a game we are all watching. But I'm not interested in taking them as home dogs here. The line is a little too short for me, plus three and a half. I don't think so against the Cowboys. When the Pats covered against the Bucks, remember they they had that bad weather. I think it was an emotional game that they got up for. Um, there was some familiarity there. New England uh, didn't look 
that great against the Texans last week, even though they did end up winning 25-22. The Cowboys are one of the top, or at least one of my top five teams in the NFL. So I, I mean, if they can, if the Pats can barely beat the Texans, I don't see it being this close of a game. Um, you know, I love me some chalk. So I, I think I'm going to end up putting the Cowboys in a money line parlay and that would be the move. Uh, but as far as taking the Pats on the spread, that's a pass for me. Doesn't it feel like this game is a, uh, like a, a mental battle if you're going to bet it between the old and what's real right now? Like, wouldn't you just always take Bill Belichick at home getting points against Mike McCarthy? Like, there's a lot of elements like, feels like you should take the pass, but every matchup in this game points to the Patriots. The pa- I mean, it's really the Cowboys, right? Cowboys. The Cowboys are just a better football team, better quarterback, better offense, better offensive line right now because of injuries. They have two running backs. They have all those receivers. The only thing that's given me a little pause, and maybe it was the weather, maybe it was emotion, the Patriots defense did play well two weeks ago at home against the Bucs. Like the last time I saw them against an explosive offense, they got up for the game, they played well, but then they didn't last week against Davis Mills. It, that was a bizarre. dud. Like, that was such a dud, right? Yeah, it, it just, it was. If that didn't exist, if the, if the Bucs, I mean, the Patriots were coming off the Bucs game, I'm like, man, they, they really played well against a good offense. They could do that again. True. I'd feel better yeah. about the Patriots. I just, boy, the Cowboys are good. The Cow- mm-hmm. I feel like the Cowboys, if you're on the Patriots side, you're hoping the Cowboys go in there and lay an egg. Because I, I don't think you, I don't think you really could like any matchup for the Patriots. Trayvon Diggs did not practice yesterday, so mm. I, I don't know how serious that is. Keep an eye on it. Look ahead line was one, then it opens at four. Sharp money came in. I saw a lot of sharp betters talking about taking the New England side yesterday. So right. now it, now it's down to three and a half. I don't know if uh, that's going to continue if we're going to get down to a field goal here. But I understand that that makes I mean everything you just went over, Joji. Patriots back at home off a dud performance. Maybe there was that hangover from all that heaviness of that Brady game, Foxborough Sunday Night Football, and I'm sure that's the only thing anybody was talking about for weeks and weeks and right. weeks over in the area. So I I do understand it um, defensively. Now it's the Cowboys with an elite offense, fourth in yards per play, fourth in offensive DVOA. Uh, top five in pass offense DVOA, top three in rushing offense DVOA. They're the most explosive offense in the NFL going against a really good defense. They're top five, top seven in most metrics in, in New England. And it's just wild to see Davis Mills have, have the best game we've seen against a Belichick defense. So now, how is Dak going to do? You did a great job on Brady. Uh, Davis mm-hmm. Mills had his way, especially deep. As crazy as that is to say. And uh, and here comes Dak. So, I mean, that's how people are looking. Oh, Davis Mills beat you? Oh, I'm definitely going to take Dak Prescott. The Cowboys are looking like the best offense in the NFL. Your, your defense is back to stinking again. I, I don't think the Patriots are that bad defensively. I don't either. Um, the one thing I'll say about the game itself, you said Diggs, um, maybe a little physical issue. Mac Jones has to play in this game the way he was drafted to play, which is not make mistakes. Right, that the only way the Cowboys defense again. This is what they do. They are they are winning by taking the ball away and creating turnovers. If Mac Jones plays like he did at Alabama and he did a little bit early in this season where he wasn't making mistakes, not no turnovers, Patriots should be in this game. They should be in it. But if he, if like I, I don't think the Patriots could survive a turnover or two. That's just like the floodgates open then, and Dallas just does their thing, extra possession, all that. Belichick is not going to what we expect Sirianni to do last tonight and throw as many points on the board. He's going to try and keep Dak and Zeke 
and Cooper and Lamb on the sideline as much as possible. We know the Belichick yep. formula. So with that, how much so the wind, it looks like a clear day, but 11 to 15 miles per hour winds are expected Sunday. With a passing offense like that, they run the ball too and they run it well. But with the Cowboys offense like that, and I bring it up because we saw how the weather factored in in that Patriots Bucks game. Mm-hmm. So it's it's gonna be and a the clear Cowboys day, but with play the inside, wind, yeah. Right. So just like in wind in particular, you hear about a lot with totals, but with something like this, do you how or do you factor it in at all? And that when what yeah. is the number that it gets to that you're like, oh, it might be a factor there. Like fifteen. Doesn't this is a good question? Hour. Isn't this an underplay? That's, yes, that, that's part of that too. Fifty-one and a half. It's a big number. I mean, I know it's there because the Cowboys' offense has been so good. But I, Joe, I think you're right. I think Belichick's going to take the air out of the ball. A lot of Damian Harris and whoever, right? Just run the football. I know he's lost James White, but run the ball. And Cowboys, they're the only perfect team against the spread, and they're covering mm-hmm. by ten point six points per game. These things aren't close. And then we see mm-hmm. late in games the, the defense creating turnovers too. <clears throat> So that that digs his availability is, it could be pretty big. No doubt. All right, let's hit one more game I, I think is interesting here. And I think this is one of Paul's plays early in the week. It's the Colts and it's the Texans. Colts coming off the Monday night game. I, I will say, and I have to say because it's true, Carson Wentz played well on Monday night. That was the best he's looked in a very long time. So the Colts now with a good Wentz game out of their belt, go back home. Colts could be a survivor play this week for a lot of people. I think they actually will be. We'll, we'll get to survivor later on. Colts, 10-point favorites at home uh, against the Texans. The Texans coming off of making a sweat last week at Survivor. They, they took the Patriots right down the wire. Davis Mills looked competent. My, my, my first thought on this game is the Texans can't stop the run, and the Colts love to run the ball. Like This is going to be a Taylor game. This is going to be a Hines game. Frank Reich's going to make sure they just grind it down and beat them. Like I... I don't think the Colts could lose this game, but are they going to cover the 10? Do you trust Wentz? Are we back? Well, here, here's my here's my question to you, and I think you're the perfect person to ask. What is more likely, a repeat of Wentz or a repeat of Davis Mills? They were both great wow. last week. Great. That's a great question. I mean, the opponent says, like the matchup says Wentz should play well again. Meanwhile, I mean, can Davis Mills do this again? I mean, like two weeks ago, we were had him as the worst quarterback in the sport, and then he threw it 300 yards. Um, That's what scares me that we're but, going but, too far on Davis Mills after one right. week at home. Also, Carson Wentz has never thrown for that many yards in his entire career. Like that was an outlier game, even though he threw the ball well. That was an outlier game in the way the game went. Paul, I, I could see this being Wentz is efficient again, maybe, but he's not. He's not having that kind of game again. I just don't see how the Colts are laying 10 to anyone. I don't care if it's the worst team in the league. So, I mean, that that's really my play here is the 10 points. Now, the injury report is getting worse for the Texans by the day. Laramie Tunsil is out. And, again, you don't want to buy. It's kind of like a Texans Super Bowl feel. Like, they've had a few of these games, right, at home. You know, week one mm-hmm. against the Jags, against the Patriots, gave them everything they had. So, is it are they getting closer and maybe some confidence in that building? Or are you seeing, like, these peaks where they kind of go all in and get your best effort? So, look, am I a believer in Davis Mills all of a sudden? No. But short week for the Colts as well. Like, I'm just taking the 10 points. I know I said sprinkle the money line, too. I'm getting less confident in that by the day. But it's also a fade of, like, I think a ton of survivor picks are going to be the Colts this week. I, and yeah, I'm, I think, so I think I'm going to avoid that. What are you guys thinking? Yeah, I think Yes, so. because it's a the, division game. The Texans are also 3-2 and two against the spread. 
So there's that. There we go. Yeah. How about that? Colts pass. <laughs> Brandon, <laughs> Cook. Brandon Colts, Cook's game. Colts pass defense has been pretty bad. Uh, T.Y. Hilton off yeah. IR this week, too, so he should be available. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, it's BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. On this side, we will look forward to Game 5, Giants, Dodgers, and should we hedge in our MLB futures? We'll get to that coming up right on the other side. BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.